Hey everybody, it's November 16th, 2020. My name is Lindsay and we are Highly Evolved. It should be said that I am not a doctor. Uh, that will become apparent. Uh, though I have considered going by Dr. Dap Kern professionally, like in a Dr. Phil or Dr. Dre way, certainly in more of a Dr. Dre way. Um, cause I, I do want to drop knowledge, but I'm not a doctor. I will speak like I am one. Sometimes I get a lot of like authority, um, or like the idea of authority. I, I could be a authoritarian in another life. Uh, maybe I was Stalin. Is this you? Okay. No, just like take what I say with a grain of salt. Like I'm not a doctor. I, I want to share what has worked for me, but like this is all a personal journey. So take with a grain of salt. The meditation I led last time, my, my husband said it hurt his back. Admittedly, for sure. I, it's not good for your back. Um, take it with a, take me with a grain of salt. Uh, give some grace. Know that I'm going to fuck this up a lot, but that is part of my mission with this podcast is to show up messy and fucked up and share what I know and see if it helps. That's really it. Uh, so yeah, follow your own doctor's advice, follow your own intuition, follow your gut. Uh, and if you can glean something helpful out of this podcast, that is my only hope for it. Uh, I'm so excited to come back on here. I like, I'm trying to think about it like a Monday through Friday job, kind of like what day should I record? I'm trying to figure that out. And, uh, it's still becoming, still revealing itself, but I thought about it all weekend long. I was so excited to record today. So, uh, I'm just going to dive in. I took a couple notes, some things I want to talk about, um, but wanted to for sure say first, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Uh, I don't want (laughs) any kind of bad vibes on my hands. Like Lindsay said to, no, if it's, it sounds too far out there for you, don't do it. Um, yeah, I think that should probably be boilerplate for every episode. I'll figure out how to do that. Uh, eventually. So, uh, so glad you guys came back. Excited to get into it. This will be a little bit of a longer one. I'm going to go through a couple of my notes. I'm going to go through, um, I was feeling some anxiety before recording this. So I pulled out my tarot cards just to get a little bit of clarity. So I am going to go through what that, those cards are, that reading is to see if it might resonate with someone else who needs to hear it. And then I'm going to do a little activity called, uh, I don't know, going through my fucking pile of post-its, post-it mountain. During this ideation stage I'm in, uh, my undiagnosed ADHD or ADD, I don't know which one's which, I have a thing where I've like, it's a fire hose. So I've got eight ideas cooking at once because I'm used to operating on eight things at once. So it's been really hard for me to focus Uh, as I'm trying to get a lot of things started. So, um, my, the post-it situation in my office is becoming a problem. And I typically like to turn problems into opportunities. So we, I'm just going to share what is on these post-its. The other, the other thing is that I, I stay habitually, uh, on drugs at this point in some capacity. I mean, we all are, if you're taking 
you know, pharmaceuticals, cool. If you're smoking weed, cool. If you're getting into some mushrooms and beyond, excellent. Um, so my post-its are, are kind of weird or like I'll read it and I'm like, huh, wonder where I was that day. So I, it will be fun and illuminating and, uh, probably embarrassing, but I'm, I'm going to lean into that too, because I'm excited to see what's cooking. Um, I'm, I'm launching a bunch of new things right now. So why not lean in and get your feedback? If something resonates, if you like, I want to see more of that. I want to hear that. Like, let me know. Um, I would love to hear what resonates. Okay. I'm going to go drink some tea and take just a little pause, but remember, uh, take my advice with a grain of salt, no matter how convincing I sound. I think that's a good rule of thumb for any for everyone, no matter how convincing they are. Just see if it fits with you. Not everything has to fit. Some stuff won't. Uh, okay, so this is Dr. Deb Kern, uh, and I'll be right back. You know, one day I think um, I'll be I'll receive a honorary doctorate from somewhere. I think my hobbyist social scientist brain is going to get me into some good trouble. And I think I will be awarded a doctorate from a prestigious university. And I mean, if that's already going to happen, I might as well claim it now. You know, I'm into a lot of mindfulness meditations. Time is weird. Time is fake kind of work. So if I'm going to be an honorary doctor anyway I might as well go by Dr. Deb Kern sooner so uh, I'm gonna call this segment notes from the desk of Dr. Deb Kern um all right here we go first thought we are the sum of the way we spend our energy I know we've heard we are the sum of like the five people we spend the most time with and that's true at the surface level, but we're actually the sum of the way we spend our energy. So we're a sum of like the energy that we get from those five people and ourself, but also the energy of like the things we consume and the activities we partake in, how we spend our time, how we spend our resources, where we spend our money, our energy, all that. Um, yeah. What gets our attention? Like that's, we become, we consume it's a two-way street, you know, we kind of consume it and then we start being it, reflecting it, uh, whatever we integrate. And some things are like, oh, that's scary. I'm not going to integrate that. So you like reject it uh, and it doesn't become part of you. But if you're regularly consuming, um, I mean, I'll just use examples from real life, what's happening right now. Like there's a, everyone's like taking breaks from the news because we literally can't consume it at the rate it's being created and the rate um you know a lot of newsworthy things are happening right now and it's it's at such a pace that's not typical of what our bodies have ever had to process you know if you think about like we are from the blueprints of people who lived in caves blueprints passed down 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 to us and all of a sudden we're getting this like fire hose to the face of information and it's scary information you know about people who aren't showing that they care about the people they're charged with serving um so we're 
we're coaching each other. Remember to turn off the news. Don't check your phone first thing in the morning. We're like in survival mode against the big dark cloud that's out there that is our government. I'll just say that. Big picture, our government is not functioning well right now. And it's affecting us at a really deeply energetic level. So all this to say, be thoughtful of how you are spending your energy day to day. Because like, yes, that big crazy machine is happening and it's like puffing out a lot of bullshit and toxic gas right now we don't have to consume it like yes it's happening but we can responsibly consume it so like be careful of what sources you're using be careful about the amount of time you're spending with it and also think about how what you consume becomes your output it informs your behavior it informs your worldview and it, and it influences how you treat your family, how you treat your friends, how you treat yourself. So if you're hearing a lot of bully kind of talk or mean, aggressive kind of talk, defensive talk, I feel like defensive is the whole like language being spoken right now. If that's the pool that you feel like you're swimming in energetically, it's time to take a break. And... I just want to remind you, it's like easy to take a break. You just have to turn, you have to break habits. You have to turn off the TV. You have to put the phone down. Like go for a walk. Cook a meal. Like cook a really extravagant meal. You're not going anywhere. When was the last time you had something nice? Or if you are going somewhere and eating something nice, uh, we're in a fight because we're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, It's not, yeah, going out right now is like a bad energetic use of your time. So do things that are like on the team, do things that are on the team, like spend your time and energy nourishing yourself, your family, your soul, your brain, whatever that means, like meet your needs, whatever they are day to day, they'll change a lot frequently. Um, and like pour good stuff in there. Like I'm so into meditation right now, obviously, like by my last one but if that's not for you figure out other ways like go for a drive and listen to your favorite playlist go for a run like cook you know knit draw like do stuff with your hands um just to like re-engage with life um in a different way instead of this like fire hose thing that's happening of information um, consume responsibly, consume energy responsibly. It's showing up in your skin and I can tell some of you guys look a little nasty. Uh, no judgments, but some of us need to be taking better energetic care of ourselves. Energetic hygiene is what I call it. Um, okay. So I also want to talk about what this podcast was almost called. I was so excited when I thought of Highly Evolved. Um, Because I wanted this podcast to be a container for about 16 ideas. So I was really trying to find something that was like the umbrella that could hold it all. And I think Highly Evolved does it. Um, it It makes a lot of people confused, which I understand. But I think with time, that will evolve and get clearer too. Uh, But it was almost called PTSD Pool Party. A comedy podcast. And I still, like, 
choosing to do highly evolved means saying no to PTSD pool party. And it makes me sad a little bit having to choose. Um, so it's like a baby that it's not anything like a human baby. I won't compare it to that. That's inappropriate. But it is kind of like a, an idea baby that didn't get born. And so now I'm going to carry it on my heart forever. Like, what could have happened to PTSD pool party? Um, and so I just want to talk about it and maybe incorporate it in parts. So I uh, am on a mental health journey, uh, aren't we all? And uh, in December or January last year, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD. And I think anyone paying attention and who knew that that was a thing would say, yeah, no shit. Um, I had a, a childhood with a lot of fuckery. And, you know, that just made an impact on me. And so I've had to do a lot of work to come to a place to be able to talk about it. And I am the kind of person who, when there's something important that needs to be talked about, I, like, can't stop talking about it. I have to talk about it. So we don't talk about PTSD in women very publicly, uh, at least not enough, in my opinion. When you hear PTSD, I picture a man who is a vet, vet and it's like a whole picture kind of comes up. So it's a weird thing or it's a, a less, con- it's not weird, but it's just not a common thing to see women like work through PTSD. Like I, I don't know. I literally, like, don't know where the resources are or what my resources are. Um, Enough. You know, it's like I'm working through it and there's pieces of the puzzle coming together. But it still feels like it's just not – it's, like, stigmatized maybe or it's, like, it's lurking in the shadows. Like, I want – I just want to be another voice amplifying, uh, living, struggling, thriving with PTSD. Um, I hear some people talk about it like they have cured it or overcome it and it's in the rearview mirror. I don't know if that's a real thing or maybe it's like gotten to a place where it's manageable. Um, To me, it feels like it's going to be a thing I have to manage forever, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, So I just, I don't know. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to like kind of create resources or a toolbox for people living and thriving with PTSD because uh, it does weird things to our brains so it, it it skews our view of the world it informs like so many things like it's easy to project a lot of stuff if your PTSD is not dealt with um, I say that humbly coming out of a long pattern of doing that uh, it's yeah it's a lot so I just wanted to I still want to, um, so I think it'll be a theme that comes up, but I hope to talk to people about like how they're, how they manage their PTSD and, and what works, what doesn't, especially when like the rest of the world doesn't know that you're walking around with this 5,000 pound weight on your back. Um, you know, it's hard and it's exhausting. Um, so I just, yeah, I want to talk to people. I want to like poke some holes in it to find some levity, let some light in, you know, change the way that it can feel sometimes because it can feel so heavy. So maybe there's something there in communication and storytelling around, you know, turning it around and making it a 
somehow a beneficial experience. Like, is that a crazy dream? I don't know. But I think maybe there's like a superpower in um, having experienced, if you can, if you're able to, if you have felt maybe like the darkest dark, maybe it's possible to feel or experience the lightest light, not feel it because you can't change it, change what happened. But maybe it's experience, it's possible to make magic out of that. So I, um, I'll come back to that for sure. But PTSD Pulp Party, a comedy podcast, uh, felt potentially insensitive to people who are in the depths and dark, dark parts of it. I, I became worried that someone might stumble upon it. And, you know, it's, it's a really precarious space uh, to talk about lightly without potentially um, activating someone or, you know, reminding someone of a thing. So it just, I still have to work on what the container is for that. But wanted to share that that is something that I am living and working with and starting to thrive again through um, after a little bit of a dark space. So we'll talk about that more for sure. Um, And it will be funny, I promise. Um, Okay. All right, second note from the desk of Dr. Dapkern is on the stories we tell ourselves, uh, the conscious ones and the subconscious ones. So when something happens in our life, we observe it. Uh, something happens to us, we observe it. We like get a recording of what we remember happening. So uh, when I was 25, I blah, 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 you, whatever, you fill it in. And it's your version. It's how you saw it. It's how you experienced it from where you sat. The truth is your point of view is informed by all of your previous life experiences. So the way that you remember things isn't necessarily true. It's the way it felt. And if you're a person who happens to see the world through a lens of, I'm very lucky. I experience a lot of abundance. When things happen, you experience them differently. So the story you tell yourself, the way that you remember things, I mean, you could look at how 2020 is going. The way that you recall the way March of 2020 went for you might illuminate a way that you tell your stories. Maybe try that as a test, like check back in with yourself. Think about in like major life experience or a time of your life, um, a birthday or an anniversary or some kind of milestone that stands out and and think about it and unpack it. And when you tell yourself that story, are you the hero? Are you the victim? Are you the villain? Like really sit with that because I think a lot of us have a habit of feeling like the victim in our story. Uh, it's easy to, there's a lot of oppression around us. There's a lot of like powers around us, whether it's your boss or your spouse or your parents or whatever. Like there's a lot of people who are, have something to say about the way that you exist or, you know, if you show up, you're going to get feedback. And so maybe it's your boss or maybe it's, um, maybe it's yourself, um, putting a lot of pressure on yourself. So I didn't think like the language that you use will reveal do you say things like, when that happened to me? 
Or do you say things like, when I did whatever? Like that's super illuminating if you view life through a lens of things happening to you versus through the lens of you taking action, you doing things. Because those stories that we tell ourselves translate to how much power we feel we have. So if we feel like we're on the receiving end of life, we're giving our power away. We don't see where we're able to take action and impact change. Everything just happens to me. I stay at the same job until something happens and I either need to leave or they fire me. That was a little personal. You know what I mean? Like you stay in the same relationship until they leave or one of us dies. (laughs) But it's like been unhappy for 10 years. So like... You know, we have a convenient way of looking the other way when we maybe need to make a hard decision, where we need to take action. It's uncomfortable. It's very scary to take action, especially if we've been out of action for a long time. It's really scary. Um, But sometimes it's like the thing that we need to do. Um, So I just wanted to encourage myself and you and anyone who needs it, um, to think about the stories we tell ourselves because they really inform our experience. Brene Brown talks about this. I can't think, I can't remember where, but all hail goddess Brene. She talks about this, like she was swimming with her husband in a lake and she was like really feeling it and like feeling in love and like having a moment and looked over at him and said something and was just like trying to connect with him and he kind of blew her off and so then for like the next chunk of the swim, she's like, what's that about? Oh, it's about me. It's about my body. He's not into me anymore. Like I'm so in love with it. Like I'm trying to connect with him and feeling vulnerable. And he like blew me off. And she has this, you know, technique and they use it like after they're swimming, like hold on, stop. What's going on? Like the story I'm telling myself is I tried to connect with you and you blew me off. And he's like, what? No, I, I was worried about this other thing. So I think that happens a lot. You know, we, we misinterpret or misunderstand or don't get enough information to understand someone's uh, reaction to us or someone's comment or feedback. And then we internalize it like, oh, of course I'm the worst. They're, they're, they're telling me in a nonverbal way now that I'm the worst. Or they're telling me in feedback that like, of course I screwed this up. I'm the worst. You know, it's like so easy to like, oh, I, I fucked this up. Or I whiffed again, you know, whatever, like whatever the record is that plays in your head when you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know, when you're feeling low, the way I'm modeling is you guys are hearing my record. Uh, you know, so it's like, it's, it's important how we, uh, how much stock we put in our thoughts because depending on our life experience or what mood we're in or how we woke up that morning, we might interpret things in a way that isn't factual and and is actually more damaging than helpful so the next time you catch yourself going down that road or like I've started comparing it to like being on a train imagine yourself at a train station a train rolls up and it's the self-pity train and you're like oh god my boss is the worst my my dad is really just driving me crazy you know he's just always nitpicking or whatever, you know, like, whatever your thing is. You don't have to get on the train. You know the train. You've you've experienced it a lot. You know the soundtrack. If you get on that train, the record that's going to play is, they always do this to me. 
No matter what I do, I just, I keep trying to show up. I do my job. I, I keep trying to, trying to live my life. And my dad just always thinks he has the right way. That one's not true. Dale Dapp's a saint. Um, but you know, that's just part of it. It's like when you're growing up, people are going to think they know better than you. When you're in certain jobs, people are going to think they know better than you. Even if sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not. But how you interpret it, the power you give it, those thoughts determine the course of your entire fucking life. And if you are in a bad habit of assuming the worst in other people, of yourself, it's just like a, it's a dark road. It's a really lonely, bitter, judgy, uncomfortable, spiky, like who wants to live like that? It's really miserable. And it's just a habit that needs to be reworked. Um, And we come by it naturally. Like we're from generations of people who've lived really, really hard ways. At a necessity, they had to. We had a lot of survival people, you know, people in survival. Um, Emotionally in survival, financially in survival, spiritually in survival, physically in survival. Like crisis knows all shapes, all forms. So when you think about like the blueprint that we are from, uh, you know, all of our ancestors before us, we are a little bit or a lot hardwired to think critically because it used to mean our survival. And sometimes it still does. So sometimes that like lens of criticism, pessimism uh, suits us or benefits us. It, it used to keep us safe when we were kids, but we've grown up and now we need to be more thoughtful about the stories we tell ourselves. It's really important because you can take your power back. So if you had a situation with a bully in school, maybe you can, you remember the one, there was always some dickhead in school that ruined your time. Everyone had one. If you don't, then you are it. So congratulations, King Dickhead. Uh, but I, I suspect your bully was somewhere else. I think we all have our, you know, the people that push up against us in our formative years that teach us and inform us. So if we can go back and think about that person, I've got mine. And let's rewrite the story. Instead of remembering it the way you, you're used to telling it, maybe look at it with your adult eyes those are kids after all. Those were kids. Using their kid voices, kid tools, kid brains. Look at it with your adult eyes and think about how, like, how narrow that is. And how it's really not true, whatever that bitch said in grade school. You know, it's... Maybe she was jealous because... I mean, she was jealous. I, so here, I'll give you the context. I used to spend my summers, I spent some summers with my dad in California. I would, I'm from Montana and my parents split up and my dad moved to California. So every summer and then every other Christmas, every other Easter, my brother and I would go to California. So we'd school shop there. And so we would get stuff like we had Old Navy, <laughs> Union Bay. I got some Airwalks or dope they're maroon and glittery I wish I had them now um so I would get clothes from California that was just obviously a 
very different style than what was happening in Montana. And I, this particular person would make fun of me because my clothes were different. And now with my adult eyes, it's easy for me to be like, yeah, because they were flying. She was a bitch. Uh, but, but at the time it was like, I just wanted to fit in so bad. It was like sucky to be different. Like I wanted parents who were married, you know, and it, not only were my parents divorced, but my dad was in another state, so I didn't get to see him very much. And so it was like, it was a complex time of feelings. And then I come back with clothes I'm super excited about, so excited. Like, school goes from California where they live in Montana when you're in like seventh grade. That shit is flying. I can see that now with my adult eyes. But I mean, until recently, this story has been one of like, just totally like taking my power away. But really the truth is like, this girl was jealous. And so she was rude because of like whatever insecurities she was feeling. And so it's, you know, it doesn't just start it, stop it. She was jealous. Like that's easy to say, but like she had insecurities that she was wrestling with. We lived in the same apartment complex. So like poverty, y'all, like she was struggling with her own stuff. So I, I think about that and like if you can take one story and flip it on its side and see it through adult eyes, but more mature eyes, more experienced eyes, you can start to rewrite like how you experience these memories and how you interpret new memories when things happen in real time. You know, the more you practice this muscle, sooner or later you will start to be like, oh, that's interesting. Instead of being like, oh, he's a dick, (laughs) you know, instead of like jumping straight to defensive or, I mean, it's nine times out of 10 defensive. We prickle up, you know, when our space is encroached on. So maybe nurturing this practice will help us like, remember to take a pause, take a breath, process, and, and keep our emotional reaction lower so it doesn't create such a giant trauma imprint in our psyche. You know, because I think about all the damage that 2020 is doing to us. We're almost at the end and they're just, I um, I can feel that next year is just going to be really hard. And people aren't totally sitting with that yet. They keep thinking like when 2021 comes, like it's a sunrise over there somewhere or something like, mm. we're about to have a second wave and and people are going to have to stay home. It is going to get um, more mandated. And I'm not sure that we're dealing with that yet. So think about that. Think about being a responsible narrator of your life experiences as you like jot them to, down to memory. Don't be so quick to react to feel, you know, you might have big, big feelings about stuff. Pay attention to the things that make you feel big and, um, or feel in big ways for better or worse. Things that make you really angry, things that really light you up. Pay attention to the things that strike fear in you. Um, those are spaces that you might be able to dig into a little bit. And some of this shit is just like, this is fucking scary. And, uh, and we are in a little bit of fear constantly right now because we don't know if civil war is coming. We don't know what the fuck Trump's going to do. We don't know what the next year is going to look like. And he's already, I've read 
lightly that there's talk about 2024. So like, what is this like a looming threat now? Like this man is an abuser if I've ever seen one and he's just as scary. And so it's like keeping us on edge because our number one civil servant isn't taking care of us. So all of our nervous systems are really much more exposed than usual. So I just, I say all of this in the spirit of like, again, encouraging energetic hygiene be really conscious of like what memories and how you're capturing your memories to your feelings for the rest of our lives. And we will live a long time. Uh, we will think about 2020 and how it felt and what we did with it. And if it was like the worst thing that ever happened to us, or maybe it's where we found some opportunity and it was really hard, but that's when I fill in the blank. That's when I started gardening that's when I started baking bread that's when I started uh doing art virtual art classes with my family that's when I started a motherfucking podcast you've been dreaming about for 15 goddamn years you know like think about how you're spending this time think about how you want to show up think about when something happens in our life we're gonna I mean grocery stores are nightmares if we're like going out in the world right now people are all kind of on edge and uh, a fucking rude nightmare <laughs> like everyone is on edge so and even that story I need to check with you know like everyone's everyone is vulnerable everyone is a little like skin is thinner so just remembering like our toes are gonna get stepped on sometimes like this is life we're not gonna go through it untouched that's not living if you're hiding away so much that you're not getting some punches in the face or bump you know bumps in the club like <laughs> bumps in the club sometimes I hear myself and I just have to stop and celebrate uh so when the next time you're doing bumps in the club uh of life it, you know you're just gonna catch some elbows you're gonna it's just a part of existing it's part of the human experience it's part of swimming it means you're in the sea it means you're you're on the dance floor like embrace getting your toes stepped on and embrace like not being so motherfucking offended by it you don't have to be rocked to at the core level about everything that happens uh, in your life. I think that's it. Oh, the other thing about conscious and su- subconscious. We know things at a subconscious level or at a conscious level, things that we're learning actively and processing in short-term memory kind of stuff. But how we, at, how we show up in the world actually is informed by our subconscious. So um, when we take on a new practice like uh letting our feelings not get hurt (laughs) yeah that's basically what I'm suggesting like when we're you're taking on a new exercise and it takes some time to set in you know your habits um and patterns and and your like yeah your pattern behavior did doesn't set in overnight so remember to give yourself some time too like you've got to integrate this stuff the more you do it the easier it becomes which is just so annoying because when it's new, you're just like, I just want to do it already. Like, I, I know. Uh, so just do it as often as possible. If you feel your blood pressure go up, if you feel activated, if you feel, you know, the nerves when you, like someone hits a nerve, just breathe into it, baby. Just sit in it and let your blood pressure come back down. And like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I don't have to be so reactive. And that will help you start like experiencing some float some more often. It's like softening our sharp edges. 
Um, and, and watch it because the worst perpetrator of all is ourself. That's the, that's the bad news at the end of this rainbow. Um, we are really in habits of beating ourselves up. We're very conditioned to do that. Everything around us is like, you're not enough by this thing. So just know that like we are all in it together to break some of these habits of, uh, not enoughness and, or like hurt feelingness. Like we're, you know, we're like working our way out of a space that a culture definitely helped put us in. So, uh, be patient, be kind to yourself and just like, think about how you want to be committing this time to your memory and what kind of energy you want to feel about it. Has it been really stressful? Well, that was the run through because the second wave will probably be a longer quarantining. Uh, if we don't do this right, you know, there's real potential for this to drag on if we don't do it right. So maybe for this next round, this next wave that's coming or like through the holidays, as things get hard as they typically do with seasons changing, you know, maybe take this time to really practice, um, and, and try to find more levity, more light, whatever word resonates with you. It's different for everybody, but, uh, the word I, I use often is ease, I, I try to make room for ease in my life because if there's room for ease, joy will poke through. Joy will bubble up. And those are the memories that I want to commit to this time. Like the world was crazy outside, but our house and home was fun and full of love. And like, am I nailing that all the time? Hell no. As I mentioned, PTSD, baby. Uh, so there's a lot of gray, rainy cloud days here too, but as much as I can help it, I really am working hard to fill my, or create space in my day for ease. And, and I am being surprised with joy more often than not. And those are memories I'm excited to commit, you know, into my psyche and to take with me. Um, 2020 wasn't all bad, you know, that's, that's like the North star. That's what I'm trying to, to shoot toward. Um, so I hope that helps. Um, if even a little bit, it, that's great. Um, the stories we tell ourselves on two levels, conscious and subconscious or unconscious. It's like the, un- it's the unconscious programming. Um, when you stop paying attention, when you stop being mindful, the unconscious driver kicks in. So we have to coach that driver how to drive better, you know, in a way that we want them to so that they're not driving us back toward I always get bullied. I'm always on the receiving end of bullshit or whatever the, the record is that, that plays that keeps us feeling small. Um, we gotta, we gotta turn that around. Okay. Last thing I forgot to say in regards to the stories we tell ourselves, a, a complementary skill to this is uh, practicing sitting with our feelings and identifying them all the way, not just what she said makes me feel bad or mad or whatever. Start there, but dig deeper. Why does it make you feel mad? She said something that wasn't true. Okay. What's underneath that? What's the worst part of her saying something that wasn't true? I'm, I'm afraid that other people will believe her and I won't be able to defend myself. Okay. What's underneath that? Like, what's the worst thing about people out there believing something about you that isn't true? And you can get into, like, 
if it's in business and it could ruin, it, you know, could cost you money, then okay, that warrants a conversation. There's like action to take if you dig, dig, dig under your feelings. Maybe um, if it's not in business, they said something that's not true and like it just doesn't matter because it's like people you don't really care about because you only see them once a year at a conference. Who cares what those people think about you? Like you kind of have to dig in and check in with like your feelings about it because some of the stuff we get big feelings about doesn't matter. But we don't like dig deep enough to realize that. We just experience a strong feeling and stop there. So just want to push folks to think about like sitting with their feelings, really identifying I think we have a way of expressing anger when we feel hurt. That is something very common. Um, instead of letting someone know that they've hurt our feelings and showing our vulnerability, we put up armor and hide, you know, the true feelings. And we ex- instead might be cold or angry or bubbly if you're a woman. <laughs> You know, you just, everything's fine. That's fine. Shut down. Uh, I think we know that move. So just spend time maybe thinking about, or, you know, digging, feeling into it. It's not even thinking. Feel all the way into your feelings. Ask yourself questions to help you feel deeper and deeper and deeper. This is a really good exercise to help you understand the stories you tell yourself. Okay. I got to move faster. I just talk so much. move faster the next thing I want to talk about is time so this will be a while um time is messy time changes depending on where you are time literally feels different in different places of the world uh and it's interesting how that impacts us so I have I was born and raised in Butte, Montana until I was 15. Then I moved to San Jose, California, and I graduated high school there. Then I moved to college. I moved for college to Long Beach, California, LBC. I moved to Arlington, Texas for a relationship after college because I didn't have a job, and so I was kind of like, hell yeah. Uh, so I moved to Texas. Didn't last terribly long. And I had some friends in Florida who said, friends of the family, like, come on out. We'll figure it out. And that just, that's the right kind of spirit for me. And so it was either go home to my dad's, which felt like tail between my legs going home, or I could go to Florida and, quote, figure it out. Pause. Has anyone ever figured it out in Florida? NASA's doing some stuff. I'll give them that. <clears throat> Otherwise, I think, uh, <clears throat> no, uh, pro- more, less often than happens. So anyway, sorry, Florida. Uh, so I was in Florida for five years. Then we moved to New York City, uh, and we're there for like seven and a half years and just moved to Minnesota, to Minneapolis. So, excuse me, I'm not going to edit this. I promise it will get better. But also the premise of the podcast is that I smoke weed. So these are the gross ASMRs you're going to get. And I am very sorry. 
uh, trying to minimize them. So I've, I've lived in all these different places and I've traveled a lot for work and I've just personally traveled. So I've gone to, you know, different parts of the world and have gotten to experience time in different places. And it's fucking trippy. It's so cool. But it's interesting to see how it affects us today. My brain is like drawing connections between how information moves along with our willingness to receive it. Because it's all affected by time. If you pick a person who is born and raised in a small town, the trickle of information is is a trickle. Um, and depending on the size of their family, really a trickle. So, you know, there are people who, because of habit, you know, this is the way that my parents watch the news, so it's how I now consume the news. Like, there are things that we learn and ways that we consume information that are dictated by external, so many external things. I mean, it's true for everybody. But there's just a difference in the way that people in a small town with, like, one preferred channel experience information. And then there's, like, someone in New York who's experiencing information very fast and frequent and at a rate. Like, time literally moves faster in New York. People are just, it's it's just a different pace. It's in, it's intense to have been there and then left. And I'm, you know, experiencing this very slow pace, uh, on this artist sabbatical I've taken from working, um, a proper job. Uh, yeah, time is, is different. It's slow. It's, you know, it's just interesting. Um, and I'm noticing like the way that COVID hits certain places. Um, I see people from some of these smaller places I've lit, smaller towns that I've lived in, like, uh, a lot more comfortable denying COVID and its severity, ignoring all of the best practices. And it's like fucking devastating. Um, I mean, I'll just say it at the risk of becoming largely unpopular. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't live there. I, I'm worried about my hometown. Um, I don't think they were, they weren't, they were not affected as much in the first wave. They were very protected. Um, fortunately. But then people started traveling to Montana to get away you know, they needed a break, so we're just going to take a little quiet trip to some national parks. And enough people do that over and over and over while you guys are, like, so confident because you didn't get hit by the first wave. You've got this, like, false sense of invincibility. <sighs> I don't want to, like, get into my angry emotions, but, you know, it, it makes me mad at, like... People are going to die, people that we care about, because of this, like, bravado, this, like, false sense of invincibility. You're not invincible. You just haven't been hit by it yet. And I am really concerned 
because now you're in this behavior pattern of not taking every precaution and the second wave is starting to hit and like I was in New York you know we were still there when we had like refrigerator trucks on blocks full of bodies you know my best friend's brother passed away this year It's just like, this shit is so much closer than you guys realize. And people in town have had COVID. That's what's making me crazy. It's like, what, no one instrumental to town has died to get your fucking attention? Like, what has to happen? And I hate to say it like that, but like, that's... Butte, Montana can fucking rally around a cause. I've seen it over and over and over. If someone is sick, if someone is hurt, if someone's had a fire... If someone needs help, Butte prides itself on having each other's backs. And right now, you guys are like missing the message. It is go time. It is time to have each other's backs. Wear your fucking masks. Stay home. Like, hunker down for the winter. You know what to do. Like, stop with the secret getaway weekend, girl trips, whatever. Like... You just can't do it this year, and I'm sorry because I know you really need it this year. The guys' trips, the fishing trips, the hunting, whatever. Like, your quarantine isn't as tight as you think it is, so you need to make it tighter. For a while, so that you can, I don't know, stay alive to be able to go hunting next year. Like, I don't give a shit what plans you have to cancel, what holidays you have to miss. Like, is having your Christmas this year, your whatever gathering, your Thanksgiving this year, all these holidays are just so stupid too, but oh, that's another podcast, but is like getting together with your friends and family this year more important than getting together with them for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years? Like, this is such a stupid situation, but someone has to say it. So Dr. Dap Kern reporting from Minneapolis. And like, I, I worry, you know, this isn't judgment. I mean, it is judgment. It's equal parts judgment and equal parts like pleading. I have friends and family there I'm devastatedly worried about who all feel powerless because the people who, on, who get up and speak on TV aren't taking it seriously enough. Your hospitals are already at capacity. You guys are at the tipping point. Like, stop being assholes. Rally around your city. Rally around your healthcare workers. Don't make them beg. They're, like, just exhausted at this point. They've been doing this for months. Okay, sorry. Had to do it. Had to say it. Bringing it back. <clears throat> That's going to happen sometimes. We're going to take a walk. Because my small town is not unlike other small towns. Like, it's all small towns. <laughs> like, we are not out of the woods, and we, we have to stop acting like we're out of the woods. Uh, we're deeply in the woods. Okay, time is messy. So is this podcast. Uh, yeah, time is time is so trippy. I've been uh, learning a lot and spending some time with the mindful community, learning about meditation and manifestation and visualization and like goal planning, things like that, like making a roadmap for where you want your life to go been spending a lot of time in this space and the more I do it the trippier time gets because really you can 
you can shift time by just starting new things or stopping things that you've always done that maybe don't fit you anymore. Because as soon as you make these choices, like you can pivot any time. You can start show up, showing up in the world differently at any time. And usually it's like a big life change that makes you show up differently. So like if you, you know, if a parent suddenly passes away or you lose a, you know, a dear loved one or you lose your job or you get a promotion or, you know, these things happen to us. Again, going back to like the stories we tell or we go get a new job or we adopt a baby or whatever, like you know, we, we shift timelines when we make these big choices. We start living brand new lives. So if there are things that you want one day, what parts of it can you start doing today to get you closer to that one day? Because we kind of like put stuff off. Like we'll go back to school when we'll buy the dress when we'll... I mean, I, everything I want to say is pre-COVID. I'll, we'll take the vacation, you know, we'll, we'll do the brave thing when. But are we actually taking big steps, big intentional steps toward that destination? Or are we like waiting for the river to deliver it to us in a wicker basket? Like we, we have so much more power. We have time travel ability right now is the truth. Um, and that's like a whole other, I mean, it could be this podcast. I can get into it. I'm going to take a little sip of tea. But yeah, I think while we're here, let's talk about time travel. Because I think we can already do it. Actually, I'll just pause this. And we'll get into a whole... Uh, sorry, good. I'm still learning how to make a podcast. And the sound engineer, I am not. Okay, so time. I'm going to talk about time travel. I'm going to do a quick Google on Einstein's relative Einstein's theory of relative time, because I probably should know more about that before I speak about this uh, anecdotally. So yeah, I'm going to go do a quick little study, zip zip, and uh, I'll be back to talk about time travel. Okay, I'm super excited to get into this. Um, also, my throat is being super annoying, and so I'm just, I'm sorry that if this ASMR gets gross, I don't want to, I can't pause it. It makes me do new segments every time, so... I'll just uh, pull away from the microphone and cough in um, my shame in private, and then I'll come back. Uh, so I just want to name it because it's it would fucking just drive me crazy if anyone else did this, but I'm going to assume that other people aren't as sensitive to misophonia and other offensive sounds as I am. So again, I'm sorry if this is annoying. Okay, time travel. <sighs> you already, you already get in the cipher. Okay, so I pulled up just like a quick overview of Einstein's theory of relativity and like his thoughts on time. There's a sentence here. Okay. Time is relative even for the human body. So time, it depends on where you sit and what's going on, on how you experience time. Time flies when you're having fun. You all know this. I don't have to explain this to you. The effect of time slowing down is negligible at speeds of everyday life but it becomes very pronounced at speeds approaching that of light. Okay. The, it says the effects of time slowing down is negligible at speeds of everyday life. That is 100% true all of the time until COVID. Am I right? 
So I, th- I think everyone has probably experienced whether they had the like language for it or not, but like the sensation for sure, like doing the same thing every motherfucking day. And now I think a lot of us who have been doing it and really quarantining are probably in some version of a rhythm where it feels, um, you know, we're, we're, we've got a routine, so it doesn't feel horrible, but there's like for sure a stretch where you're like, I, I'm going to crawl out of my skin. Like I, you know, you turn on your family, you turn on your friend, you like turn on yourself. Like I can't live like this. This is not how we were meant to live. You know, like all of our normal enrichment activities changed, even though we started baking bread and doing all this shit and being entertained on the internet with concerts, which have been amazing. It's still such a stark shift in how we have to behave that it, I think it's like thrown us in a ripple or it's caused a ripple in time. A wrinkle, if you will. Uh, Have you guys watched A Wrinkle in Time? It's so beautiful. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's one of the movies that helped start to get me out of a funk. Ava DuVernay is a goddess, um, personal goddess of the show. She's brilliant. She's so beautiful. I can't wait to work with her very soon. Um, if you build it, they will come. All right. So, yeah, I think I think the screeching tires of COVID, even if like even if enough people all stopped at the same time, that throws a wrinkle, a ripple through time in a way that like we will feel the impact of for the rest of our lives. Make no mistake about it. The course of human history has been changed in 2020 because of COVID. Like this, just like other significant, you know, historical moments. So it's, uh, it's interesting in the way that like we can throw a ripple, which means we can manipulate time. And I think we can do it in micro ways. I don't think it needs to be a whole country coming to a screeching halt to put a ripple. But you see like the power of a movement, like when you've got a the Million Man March or you know, something like that. Any of these actions that's been that have been happening in 2020, like when enough people show up for a thing or don't show up for a thing, it affects change. So I have spent, I've been spending time thinking about like, how do we affect change at the more granular, granular level with ourselves? And I think a lot of us have been doing this introspection work. I'm certainly not, um, a Lewis and Clark type. Well, I am, I am a, an explorer. Um, but you know, like I'm not, this isn't new, like everyone's doing introspection. So I've just been thinking about like, are there tactical moves that we can take as individuals to affect change, to affect time? And so we know, like, get educated. Like, read a fucking book. A bunch of people picked up books this year. Uh, maybe some up for the first time in a long time or picked, started audiobooks or podcasts. Like, that's another way we affected time. Like, a lot of people started educating themselves in spaces that they hadn't been educated before you know, primarily around race in our country and, like, what it means to, like, this construct and then the implications of a belief in a system where, like, 
white means something, black means something, person of color, like the status that it carries in our society is undeniable and people who deny it, uh, I'm coming for you repeatedly because it's just bogus. It's like denying that the fucking sun shines. It's so stupid. Um, but you know, there's room to, there's room to learn and I'm here to teach you, but first I'm just gonna let you know, like we don't, that we don't believe that. Like, oh, okay. Reel it in. This is why the podcast is so hard. I just, I wander. Um, okay. Time travel. Bring it back to time travel. If we take, if we make choices to change our behavior in big and small ways and show up for the things that matter to us and educate ourselves about the things that matter to us to stop talking about the things that matter to us and listen more. And that's a note for me as well as you. Listen more and learn about the things you care about so that when you show up in the world, your actions are informed by people with lived experience. More, you know, other lived experience than you. Not even about more. We all have lived experience. And it's through sharing it and learning from each other that we will actually get through this shit and actually evolve. It's how we evolve is through storytelling and learning from each other, which requires sometimes shutting the fuck up. And that's super uncomfortable. Um, Especially if what we're learning is different than what we believe. There's going to be a lot of resistance there. And there's a lot of, I mean, we can get in, I'm sure I'll get into it, but there's, uh, when you learn and you advance your thought, you're able to think more complex thoughts. It's just like school, you know, scaffolding lessons. You learn the basics before you learn the complex stuff. So, like, if we all turned our brains on to learn mode and, like, we're okay being students again. I think we can learn a lot really fast um, because there's so much information available and it's like so easy to access. Like it's never been easier to access information and we're still like being barbarians right now and it's just wild to me. So let's turn our brains toward growing, learning, being open, being students being okay, being sloppy and messy and just like, let's get in the sandbox and start learning again. And then as we do that, we can start, we will just naturally start showing up in the world differently. And that act alone is time travel. Because when you change the coordinates of your point of view, especially on complex issues, you time travel. You become a different person. You become a different person in your relationships. You become a different person at work. You become a different person to yourself. You'll probably be a lot nicer and a lot happier. Let yourself grow. Let yourself learn. Let yourself evolve. There's so much like fear mongering in our world and our country and our society and like the way we were raised, our parents inadvertently or intentionally t- 
taught us to seek validation outside of ourselves before ourselves. So we are often looking outside of ourselves for what we're supposed to be doing. What the fuck are we, what are we doing here? Oh, he's doing that. I guess I'll do stuff like that. Oh, he looks, she looks like she knows what she's doing. I'll, I'll do stuff like that. There's a lot of, um, I mean, codependency is raging. I hate to tell you in it, but yeah, a lot of us are a lot more, uh, clingy than we realize because we don't know we're like trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing so we're like looking to mentors we're looking to for teachers we're looking to our leaders we're looking to our managers you know the people who look like they've got it going on say that they've got a plan you know we look outside of ourselves but I think for the real um the real transformation the real embodiment and ultimately some time travel is when you look into yourself with all of that information you've gathered from the teachers and leaders around you, when you sit with that and digest it, you'll get something out of it. And it and it's what you think about it. And that will inform how you start showing up. So yeah, just like kind of a thought exercise. Um, do you let yourself learn? Do you let yourself be in that state of mind of no judgment, casual, flowy, experimentation? Art is a great way to get there, but just like riffing, like, you know that space and you see musicians like dip in and they're just jamming together and they're like all just communicating through music, but they're not, there's no plan. They just know how to play jazz. Uh, Find that for yourself. Like, what does that mean? Where do you improvise? Because that's all it is. It's improvisation. It's getting into, it's out of your head and into the river of flow and innovation. And look, ma, no hands. You know, it's, it's the carefree space. Like, what do you do in your day that puts you in carefree space? Uh, eventually, my podcast will be carefree space. I'm still really nervous about impressing people. Um, and I'm working through letting that go because... Ultimately, I don't want to care about that, uh, but I do care because I have a message. I have stuff I want to share, so I, I need to make sure it's enjoyable. Uh, so we'll just keep working through that. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say about time travel. It's real. It exists. It's not a machine that zaps you from A to B. We have to stop thinking about time through linear, like, I'm going to the 1930s, like... If you want to experience the 30s, there's probably some deep meditations you can do with a, a specialist that does that kind of work, past life retrieval, you could get into that. But the truth is you can like time travel on this plane of where we are right now. So it's not like full-blown time travel, but like you can course correct, you can heal generational trauma. That's a big one as you get into this work. Um, you'll, if you're doing shadow work kind of stuff and you're like rooting around through all your family's bullshit, try to see like why you're like this or why my relationship with my mom is like this or, you know, whatever. Like if you're digging deep, uh, eventually you'll start to maybe figure out that people work the way they do because of, I mean, it's not rocket surgery here. It's like 
people act the way they do because of their past experiences. If you don't know what those past experiences are, it's hard sometimes to be compassionate when you only see the like the angry, but you don't understand the hurt, you know, to bring it back to that. Um, people act in all kinds of ways when they're hurt or scared or tired or in survival mode. You know, when people are doing the best they can, there's also like a lot of fuck ups because everyone makes mistakes. So like there are, there are things in our generational history, our ancestors that, a lot of it's been buried too. It's like a whole lot of people that are like, you don't talk about the shit that went on in the family. You just bury it. And like that doesn't work. We know that now. Because <laughs> like it comes back. Uh, it makes you crazy. Um, yeah, so if you if you dig into this work and are rooting around on the road of self-improvement and growth and, and bettering yourself... It's yeah, time gets really trippy. You'll you'll start to heal things that maybe ailed your grandmother. You know, it's it's trippy. And and in doing so, you liberate yourself and the people around you, you know, if you start moving differently and can share stuff that's working for you, we can all kind of start healing a little bit. I'm not gonna like snap and fix the world overnight, but like what if Enough people just did this work to decide to grow, to decide to open their minds, to decide to be expansive and learn, period. Not like, oh, sometimes, it depends on who the teacher is. Like, what if we all just turned on, I'm a learner. I'm going to back into learner mode. Like, that's for me how I'm finding peace right now because 2020 is fucking wild and the only thing that soothes me some days is I'm here to observe because some days like I get in such like fix it mode I got to be taking actions I need to be contributing I you know fix fix fix. it's like an instinct you see see something is wrong to fix to do something sometimes we have to give ourselves a break and flip back into I'm a learner I'm here to observe I'm here to acknowledge that I can't fix this then I'm going to learn. And when we shift into learn mode, our brain functions different. And you can, I think, feel that if you imagine, picture like a really great classroom, whatever that means to you, a space where you can learn. Maybe it has like movie theater style seats and they recline and they're brand new. They like reinstalled while everything was closed for COVID. But they're like really cozy, reclining, cushy seats. And there's gorgeous blankets. And it is a classroom, I swear. Um, But your teacher is like Idris Elba. uh, And he's got a lesson, you know, he's a compelling teacher. You won't be able to take your eyes off of him, obviously. Uh, And imagine like, what does that do to your body when you picture a really great classroom? Or like one of those ones when you walk in the first day of school and you're like, oh God, this feels good. Like I'm picturing a shop teacher, like a shop kind of classroom where like all the tools are on the wall and everything has a place and you're just like, oh yeah. You know, that like level of organization, like you're fucking ready. I'm going to learn some shit and do some projects. So like picture whatever your classroom is, your dream classroom and like let that 
sensation wash over your body and really get conscious about how it feels to be in a state ready to learn. And see if during the day, especially when you're feeling activated, see if you can work your way back to that feeling of like eager learner in a classroom. Because when I do that, the more when I get angry, if I can flip the switch and say, what can I learn? What is this teaching me? What's it revealing? I like come back from that anger pretty fast and I'm able to rebound a lot faster instead of getting like stuck in anger or saying some shit I regret later. True or not, I regret it. You know, that stuff. Uh, so maybe think about that. Imagine scenarios where you are open and ready and eager and comfortable. Memorize that space. Memorize it to your body. And then when you're in times of stress, see if you can snap back into that comfortable learning space. It, it has really been helpful to me. So I hope it's helpful to you. And yeah, I think the more that we do that, that's all part of the time travel. You know, it's like it's, it's shifting timelines when we show up differently in the world. So instead of being like a rage monster, start being a little bit more chill, you know, like, and your friends will notice, <laughs> your family will notice. They're like, what is she, what's happening? Usually she freaks out. Uh, and just say, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying something new. You don't have to explain it or you can explain it. I hope that you do because it's, I think, a cool tool. But figure out some version of that that works for you. Uh, and let's start, let's fucking start time traveling, guys. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I have on time travel, but it's real. We're already doing it. Uh, people are doing it all the time. It just doesn't look like what we thought it would. And uh, big surprise. So do you have questions about time travel? I'd love to hear them. Let's talk about them. Uh, I'm still figuring out my flow for doing things here, but for now, email ldkloveseyou at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, I'd love to hear your thoughts on any of this shit. I covered a lot of ground today. Uh, ldkloveseyou at gmail.com. Next up, I'm going to get into my tarot reading here, our tarot reading for the community, and I think that'll be it. Uh, All right, be right back. All right, everybody, uh, I'm going to read now uh, the tarot cards that I flipped for myself and for the community before I started recording. So something I've been doing lately is flipping six cards. I used to always do three as like a past, present, future kind of reading. And then I started reading it as present, future, farther future. Um, and I was getting some really interesting stuff back. So I started going farther. So now I kind of do a six card spread and then I do a seventh card for meditation. So if, if you want to uh, take notes or anything during this, uh, please feel encouraged. This reading will be for the community and I will leave you with something to kind of noodle on or think about at the end. Uh, and you might have multiple things to think about from the reading. So here we go. Um, the deck that I'm using is the Muse Tarot by Chris Ann. Uh, it's really beautiful. It swapped out the typical suits of wands, swords, pentacles, cups, and instead it is uh, voices, materials, emotions, and 
uh, Inspirations, I think is the last one. I look. Yeah, Inspiration, Voices, Materials, Emotions. So it's all still kind of correlates, but it's more of an intuitive uh, way of reading, and I it really resonates for me. So we'll get into it. I'll also post a picture on the Instagram so you guys can see these really beautiful cards. Okay, first up is the Hanged Muse. Uh, I'll just read out the cards. The Hanged Muse, the Three of Voices, the Ten of Materials, the Six of Emotions, the High Priestess, the Three of Emotions, and then the Meditation card is the Five of Inspiration. So with the Hanged Muse, uh, this is energy of getting in your own way. It's... uh, It's literally a woman hanging upside down, like knees draped over a wire. So she's hanging upside down. This card means um, it's like you're tripping yourself up. You're you're stumbling over your own stuff. You maybe you're. I mean, it's like what I've been saying, but maybe you're still telling yourself stories that don't fit anymore that you've outgrown. So you're tripping up. Um, Nothing else is in your way. So like, put your head up and realize. The things that you're aspiring to are a lot closer. You already probably have them, but you're just still kind of stuck in your own bullshit or with your blinders on, not, and you haven't like looked up to appreciate how far you've actually walked. So remember to, you know, kind of pick your head up. If you've been walking through a hard stretch, remember to like lift your head up and look back and see how far you've come. You're, you're probably a lot more uh, farther along on the journey than you realize. Uh, the three of voices. There's some like self-criticism in here. It's um yeah, it's it's the shadow side. It's it's that negative self-talk. So it's kind of like what's gotten you into the hanged muse position. It's the self-criticism stuff. So shaking that, you might be in it a little bit longer as you're realizing that you've been doing it, but it looks like we're almost done at least with this latest um round of learning. So just be nicer to ourselves. Let's be nicer to ourselves. Be patient with ourselves and know like we're living during a crazy time where we've never lived through a pandemic before. And our ancestors didn't teach us how to live through a pandemic. So like whatever way that you're moving through this time, be really kind and gracious to yourself um, because you're doing a better job than you realize. Um, you're kind of being, you're being hard on yourself, expecting more from yourself than you really need to. Um, you're doing more than enough doing it more than enough. I realize I slur my letters together a lot. Record a podcast. It'll be illuminating. Um, okay. Next card, 10 of materials. This is great news. 10 of materials is, um, abundance of material possessions. It's, um, a cycle completed. It's celebration with your community. The card is a really beautiful blooming tree with roses on it and people standing around the base of it, holding hands in a circle. So this is with your community. This is um, this is like generational level up. So whatever shit you're going through right now, know that you're at the end of this like chapter of learning, and you're about to feel the rewards as soon as you get out of your own way. The rewards are here. You just have to acknowledge them, make eye contact with them, uh, and and know that like this experience is cyclical because after the 10 of materials this abundance card we've got the six of emotions and the six of emotions is about reflection and, and looking back into the past and thinking 
and like thinking forward too. So it's, um, it's like inner child work. It's like, can you go back to when you were seven years old? Can you even imagine that you're where you are now? Good or bad? Yes or no? Like, are you living a life that your childhood self is proud of or would say, Hey, you should stretch a little more. Do some, you know, go do something brave or courageous or, you know, what would your inner child think of you? Um, and then again, like looking forward, like when you're older, how do you want to feel about this time period? So, you know, do some, some reflection forward and back. Um, and after the six of emotions, we've got the high priestess. So we're in this, we're in this space of reflection. Material abundance is around us. Keep reflecting. And the high priestess is telling us, like, we're tapped in. We are really in much more alignment. Or if we're doing these things, if we spend time with reflection and adjust our course and how we're showing up in the world, the high priestess is like this, you know, like divine knowing. It's it's a understanding of things beyond reason or what's the tangible in front of you. She splits the veil. You know, we talk about the veil around Halloween, like it gets thinner and the uh the priestess is is knowing, it's knowledge, it's um it's a clarity, it's clairvoyance, it's all of that. So I mean the way that this and then the last part is the three of emotions, which is um it's like embodiment with with your close circle, your like real inner circle. It's the the three closest people. It's like those folks. Th- that energy that really like who are your best, 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 closest, 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 dearest, dearest, dearest souls that you're traveling this world with. Like who are your best friends? They might be a sister or sibling. Um, so to go from the hanged muse and then through self-reflection, material wealth and abundance, more reflection to clarity and partnership and like it's uh yeah this is gonna be a really dynamic time coming up or this is a dynamic time I think we're in it I mean we know that but it's it's like a the cycle is going to keep repeating fast or rapidly so don't be surprised if you're doing reflection you feel abundance and then you like maybe hit a crash again and your energy is low and you're back in reflection like our energy is going to be cycling through a lot as we're processing, which is just something that will happen anyway. Like if you're processing hard stuff, um, you know, if you're processing grief or pain about stuff current that is maybe bringing up old stuff that's been happening for me. So I assume it's not unique. Um, it's the cycles are quick. Find comfort in that knowing that, the more you face your things head on instead of kind of running and evading, the more abundance, the more rewards, the more in alignment you'll be and the things that are meant for you will have an easier time finding you, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, keep showing up, keep doing the work, keep tuning in, especially, excuse me, this time of year is really so great for um, tuning in and paying attention to yourself and doing some of that inside work. Um, yeah, this is a really good season for that. And if you want any kind of guidance or help doing that, 
let me know. I would be happy to help. I do do tarot readings for people, but also do intuitive coaching and like block work, blockage work. So if you, if you're working through something and are stuck, uh, also reach out LDK loves you at gmail.com and we can book something. Um, that this is this, these six cards are showing me that there's a lot of transition happening. I don't see anything catastrophic. So I, I think it's more processing the things that have happened in the past and being able to process things in real time with a lot of grace and generosity of spirit. So you're like not snapping at your partner, um, you know, not snapping at your kids, uh, and showing up with more patience for everyone. Um, yeah, be really, be really gracious. There's a lot, a lot going on. A lot of people going through a lot too. So just be really a kind neighbor in whatever way that makes sense for you. Um, and then the last, the meditation card is the five of inspiration. And it's this one, it's a woman in five different poses with five different mirrors. So this is more reflection. This is more checking in with yourself. This is a really important time. We've been given this great big pause. It's a good time to sit with your feelings as they come up. It's a good time to sit with behavior patterns that maybe don't fit anymore. A lot of times we'll end up stuck in behavior patterns that fit us as a kid or a teenager or a young 20-something. And we just get stuck in like, this is how I operate. And you all of a sudden wake up and you're like 36 and like, oh, that shit doesn't work for me anymore. I have to start showing up differently in the world in order to live a life that is more in tune with what I'm supposed to be doing, with my purpose, like why I'm here. So if you're feeling off, if you're feeling like out of rhythm with your life, that's a way that it felt to me. I just felt out of rhythm, like tired, dragging, everything was like hard at a certain point. Like I just got to a place where like my life didn't make sense for me anymore. And so I started having, like I turned inward and started asking myself questions like what needed to change? And I just keep doing that. I still do it. And I'm trying to keep showing up in the way that makes the most sense. So I hope that helps you guys. It's so different for everyone, you know, depending on where you are, what you're going through. But reflect often. Pivot often. Be open to changing your mind about things and how you move through things. Um it's we it would be more comfortable if we could set it and forget it in terms of our behavior and personality but we can't that's not part of the the agreement of being a human uh we are you know if we're doing it right if we're living we're showing up and we're trying to do a good job we're trying to show up as wholeheartedly as possible and we're trying to show up for the people that we care about And to do that, it takes some self-reflection. It takes the ability to receive feedback and integrate it. Um, It takes the ability to care about people who aren't in your family just because they're people that exist. You dig deep and you care about them. So you do what's right. You know, you just, this is an important time. Everyone around the country is being asked to take care of people that are outside of their family, wear a mask to the grocery store. It's like not a big deal, but it could save your life. It could save some, someone's grandma's life. It could save someone's kid's life. Like it sucks that we have to put it in a context. It could save their, their kid with cancer's life. Like it shouldn't have to be that 
sad of a story before we can activate care. Just do the right thing. Like, take care of people. Wear your fucking mask. Wear your mask. Tip your takeout drivers. Take care of each other. You know, just because you can, because it's the right thing to do. Whatever your reason, just dig deep and find it. Just be a better person. You know? Show up a little bit more for each other. And, you know, when you need someone to show up for you, they will. Trust that. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Oh, oh, last thing. I have this book of answers. So if you want, during our tarot corner here, uh, think of a yes or no question. Take a deep breath. Think of a yes or no question. I'm going to do it too. The answer is remain flexible. This book is so rude. Remain flexible. So that tells me more pivoting is coming. Like, keep taking steps forward. Keep taking action. But remain flexible. And on that note, I'm Dr. Dap Kern. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I have no idea what my recording schedule is going to look like. It's still revealing itself to me. But I do have ideas for recording on Thursday and Friday. So I'll probably see you again soon, if not before that. All right. I will talk to everyone later. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's time for Post-It Mountain. My sister-in-law just showed up and she and my husband are cackling in the other room. So if you can hear that, deal with it. Uh, I'll go fast. If any of these posted ideas sound great and you want to hear more, let me know. Email me at ldklovesyou at gmail.com and give me some feedback because I want to do all of these ideas, but I don't know where I should focus. Okay, first one, bespoke healing recipes. So I'm thinking about business ideas. So I was thinking about meditations, um, distance Reiki, like to-do items, like uh, active steps. God damn it, he's so loud. Uh, things I can do or things we could do to like move through healing. So like maybe special bath or meditation or sound healing or whatever music suggestions, bespoke healing recipes. Would you guys pay me to create those for you? Okay. Next post it. The sense of getting the wind knocked out of you. I think that was in regards to like getting hard news or deep realization. Um, it's like your breath gets taken away. Um, information can take your breath away. Let's see about that. Okay. Next podcast. Oh, this is when I was, um, working on mission and vision for potential business ideas. My ambition is to nurture and support fuel and refuel, feed and nourish people who need it. Prioritizing women and children, as well as men who have suffered abuse in that order. Small, small ambition. Um, some more business ideas. A lot of dance parties. Uh, how do you do virtual dance parties? I haven't cracked that nut yet. Um, preparing, helping people prepare and recover from major life events. Divorce, family, you know, whatever, big transitions, graduations, and college not looking like you expected it. You know, how do you, how do you move through life events that aren't going as you hoped? Um... Okay, that's the fourth post-it. Fifth post-it, spiritual response work. That's what I want to, I want to do like, um, like if there was an EMT for spirit work, like if someone's spirit was crushed by something, 
I like would like them to call me. Like, what's the bat signal that can go in the sky where I can go help people when their spirit is hurting? Because that's ultimately like if I could do any job, that would be the one. But I don't know how to solve that yet. Um, uh, to do list that I didn't do. Make playlists for joy, grief recovery, psychic invitation, closing the shop, getting me bodied. Yeah, so I like playlists for moods. Um, things that help me start up my day, close down my day, close the shop, get me body. Do I need to feel into this body when I've been doing too much head work and I need to get back into my body? Um, and then there's a shopping list for eggs and other shit. I did eventually get eggs, so I can throw that one away. Great news, guys. We did it. We got rid of one post-it. Let me know what you think about these other ones. If there's anything in there that would be interesting, because I need a job. Um, I've been out of work for long enough. Uh, My artistic sabbatical has got to end. And I want to help people. I want to help people through spiritual crisis, through behavioral shifts that they want to make. I just want to help folks. So let me know what you think. If any of these sounded like something I should dig into, I'd love to hear back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It's definitely all over the place, but it was a lot of fun. And I think I'm going to keep some of the structure. So if any of it was particularly interesting or uh, cool, you want more of, let me know. Uh, Otherwise, I will just talk to you all soon. Hope you have a great day. Bye.